Good afternoon, folks. This is Rob McIntosh, your host of the Unsilent Majority Coaches Quips. Today is Thursday, September 10th. we got a special guest on in a short time, a good friend of mine, William Toro from Somerville, Massachusetts. We're going to be talking about his book, Stealing Somerville, Death of an Urban City. Anybody from Boston knows about all the corruption that goes on in Somerville, Massachusetts. Uh, Bill will be on with us shortly. He's a great author, good friend of mine. He's doing the great things with Somerville, and he's on top of things up there. It's going to be a great talk. So I just wanted to reach out and make sure everybody's okay today. We had a little bit of a situation on Tuesday. We couldn't get on the air. I had some medical things I had to take care of, but today's going to be a great episode. Please hang with us. Again, Bill Toro, the author of Stealing Somerville, Death of Burner Urban City, good friend of mine. We'll be talking shortly. Folks, on the phone with us today is a good friend of mine, William Toro. Bill's joining us today about a book that he just wrote, Stealing Somerville, Death of an Urban City. Bill, welcome. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. How are things going today? Very good, Rob. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, it's my pleasure. You know, as uh, you and I have talked before and I've uh, known you for a little bit, I used to coach football at Somerville High, and I, ironically, I replaced the mayor of Somerville High, Joe Curtitone, and... Uh, I find this book very interesting to find out what's going on in that city, a proud city at one time, and it's changed. I don't know what's, what seems to be the difference in the last couple of years as opposed to when you grew up there. Well, the difference is now it's political corruption that the politicians, especially Mayor Curtis, is getting away with. In my book, it reveals real names, real stories, real situations, and everything. Since I've written the book, he's never once denied it, refuted it, challenged it, or anything. Well, you know what? What I find amazing is none of that has happened. And how does this man keep getting elected or reelected? I should say that's what throws the mind for a loop. I don't understand that myself. Well, the way he got reelected last time in 2017, out of 57,000 voters, only 13,000 of them came. Only 13,000 got off their their behinds and went out and voted out of 57,000 people. So shame on them. They got stuck with it because they didn't come out. Now, is he up for re-election this year as well, or no? He's up for re-election in 2021, and I might be challenging him. Oh, okay. Well, that would be interesting. If that if that is the case, believe me, we'd love to have you on. If you know, we're lucky enough to be around and doing the podcast, and then we'd love to have you on and love to have you announce on the show. That would be great. Get it out to the, the voters. And, you know... I looked at some of what was written in the book, and I, I, I skimmed through it, and I, and I find that, you know, the day and age of giving $10,000 to get a job, we're talking about, you know, and I hate to use the term, but that sounds like mafia corruption. Well, he's not shy about it. He did it with everybody. He wasn't shy about it at all. He did it with a firefighter, even tried it with Sean Collier, the 
remember Sean Collier got like, uh, brutally murdered by the Benaya um, twins over there for during the Boston Marathon bombing? Yes, 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 I do. He, he was part, he got shook, he got shook down too, and he, he actually took a joke on Tony and did some report over it. Now, if, if these things are happening, and I'm not denying that they are, because I, I, you know, I, there are real names, real stories, real people that I know, so we both know that. I mean, like I said, I had a close tie to Somerville, and I'm not denying any of this at all, which I, I'm fascinated by this. I really am. I hope they turn it into a movie. What bothers me... Well, it, it, it is right now. Um, uh, a pretty well-known celebrity... Um bought the rights to it, they are working on it. A lot of things slowed down because of the COVID situation, but they're getting back on track with doing that to a movie right now. Excellent. Well, good for you. You know, and, and what I like is the honesty of it. And what really throws my mind for a loop is the governments know this. The, the state of Massachusetts know this, and nothing's being done about it. Why is that? What about the other politicians in the city? Well, I get to take, for instance, two, two uh, chapters of the book. One is um, Mara Haley, our Attorney General. During the height of corruption in 2017, Mara Haley threw a fundraiser for Joe Curtis. How do you know like that? That's our Attorney General. And um, Marion Ryan, our District Attorney, I have videos and photos of them dancing together at events. So, you know, they're, they're all best of friends and they're all covering each other's behind. You know... Uh, what you can't, you can't make this stuff up, please. Oh no, and 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 I, you know, I would, I, you know, as they say, the truth is stranger than fiction. And you know, as I said, I when I had coached football at Somerville High, I actually got the job. It was, I believe, it was the no, I know it was. It was the summer of, uh, excuse me, the fall of two thousand and three. That was the year that Joe had announced he was running for mayor. And I had replaced him on the Somerville High staff. And Joe had come back a few times to help us out. So I know Joe very intimately. And I never understood that, of course, this was long before he got in office, you know. And I never thought things would be going to the le level they are now to the point where, you know, I believe the police commissioner resigned over it. You know, you had some police corruption going on, especially with contracts. And now he's flying Black Lives Matter flags at the you know, city hall, but he won't put the, you know, the thin blue line up. I, I don't understand all that. And, and, you know, I'm glad you're pointing these things out in the book, but how do we get the message across to the, the, the residents of Sullivan that things need to change? How are we going to get that message across, Bill? Well, like, like I said, it's on all my articles of Sullivan News Weekly. It's in the book. Um, you know, he's even going to the point where he tried to shake down property owners, you know, to buy Big pieces of property, including John's Auto Sales, Burger King, Target, my properties. You know, we all refused to be part of his. You know, he wanted to be partners with us and develop with us. Well, we denied him. What did he do? He took a kissy fit. He shut down the off-ramp on McGrath Highway leading down to our property because some of the left. And he shut down the, the bridge, the tunnel coming from the Cambridge going into Somerville. So what's, what's a, what's a three-acre property in Somerville worth? without cars going through it? What's Burger King drive-through worth without cars going through it? What's John's Auto Sales worth where customers can't pull off the off-ramp to go there? What's right. Target's humongous 400-car parking lot worth if you can't put cars in it because he closed off the off-ramp? When he doesn't get his way, he, he, he goes to drastic things like this. <laughs> Bill, I find this amazing. Uh... I'd like to take a quick break, and I'll get back to you in a moment, but can you hold on the line for a minute? We'll take a quick break. Absolutely. All right, thank you.
so, so, Bill, like I was saying, you know, with all the corruption that's going on in Somerville, and there are there people just complicit with this, just letting it go, or are they not? They don't really give a damn at this point. Or can I ask this question? And that, please, don't, you don't have to answer if you don't feel like answering it. I know Somerville has had an influx of a lot of minority groups and, you know, undocumented people. Are they kind of minding their own business and they don't want to get involved? Does that seem to be what's happening or am I reaching? Well, what's really happening is the people are afraid of retaliation. Joe's got a pretty good reach out there. He's got power. He's everywhere. You know, his own work is a city employee, constituents, they're afraid of any retaliation. But I get texts and phone calls every day from the police, fire, their employees. They're all with me. And they're all they're all going to do with my with my kids from there. They want to see if get rid of this guy. I, I just find it hard to believe in this day and age, in 2020, this stuff still goes on. This is something of the Chicago days back in the, you know, the, the 20s and 30s. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I, but, you know, what I did notice is the book pulled out that how he get into power and also, you know, different things with family member helping him retain power. What, what seems to be that issue? Is, uh, there's more than just Joe, I guess, from what I've gathered. Well, his sister's a register of deeds. I remember when she was running, Joe made sure Joe wasn't talking to her. He was trying to help somebody else run for that office. And he told people, don't help my sister. And, you know, I was friends with him at that time. I helped the sister. I endorsed her in two city towns in different publications. And then, you know, then the rottenness came out of both of them together. You try to help these people. And, you know, it, it just comes out. I've been hearing stories about them for years. I didn't want to believe it. And I had no proof of it. But when they, when they, when they hit home and they put their hands in my family's back pocket, I got a, a front row seat of it. And people started coming out of the woodwork and telling me that story. You know, I, I um, like I said, I, I grew up in Charlestown, as you well know, and, and that's right next door. And I know a lot of Somerville people, and I, I'm not going to throw names out there to, so I don't put those people on the spot. But the people that I know, the stand-up people in Somerville that are still there, I am shocked that they are allowing this go, to go on. And I guess they, they, they don't want the retribution on their own right to lose their own value, their home values and whatnot. Because let's face it, Somerville's not what it used to be. It used to be a very proud community. It used to be a very proud community, correct. But like I said, people are afraid of this guy's retaliation. And you know, no one's really ever stepped up to the plate to run against him, a, a viable candidate. You had a couple of people, you know, like one lady last year, uh, 2017, ran against him. She was a social worker. No money, no friends, no endorsements, no nothing. And 39% of them vote. If more than 13 people, 13,000 people out of 67,000 registered votes came out, she would have had a chance, but she was a nobody. That's just a message saying they want to get rid of this guy. Now, 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 now comes me. If she got thirty nine percent of the vote, uh, my my consultant said I'm looking at sixty eight to seventy percent of the vote against Churchill. Well, you know, like I said, Bill, I, I, whatever I can do with this medium here to help you in any way, I certainly will. I will get the message out there. You certainly have our support. If this doesn't cry for term limits, I don't know what does. Well, just stay tuned because, you know, in 2014, I wrote about uh, the, the summer, senior summer overtime scandal that Joe was heading with all the cohorts. That was in 2014. 2016, I went to the FBI. In 2017, the FBI took me to the Inspector General's office. I gave them three big boxes full of evidence, proof, everything they needed. Now, come up to March 1st, 2020. 
Chase Vice Cruiser, uh, raided the Federal DPW. They took three employees out, they kicked down doors, they took computers, they suspended people pending criminal investigation. But that happened on March 1st. March 1st, lo and behold, the pandemic started, which rightfully overshadowed everything. But I'm in close contact with the, the law officials and everyone doing what they're doing. They are, they are pursuing it. You'll be hearing about it very soon that, you know, there are going to be some people going away from this. Well, that, I mean, good for you. That takes a lot of guts. And as we say on, you know, the unsilent majority here, the coaches quips, a lot of chutzpah, a lot of chutzpah on your part. So where can we find your book, Bill? You can go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. They're, they're over there. There's plenty of them. And like I said, it's a good read. It's all the absolute truth, real story, real situation. And I've never been sued. So everything in the book is a true story. Well, it's tough. It's tough to get sued when facts are facts. You know what I mean? And that's what we like to see. We like to see people stand up, proven facts. And again, if this doesn't cry for term limits, I don't know what does. Absolutely. Bill, Absolutely. I'm glad you came on today. If there's any other way we can help you endorse this book and get it out there, we uh, strongly believe in it. We hope everything goes well. We we certainly would love to see a candidate. Uh, you know, uh, I hate to see someone run out opposed or run against a, a low, you know, a low-level candidate. So if there's anything we can do to help you here on the unsilent majority, please do not hesitate to call us. We'll have you on any time to get your message out there. Any change, please let us know. We'd be happy to help you. Thank you, Rob. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Well, keep doing your thing. Uh, like I said, Somerville's a proud community, a lot of good friends over there, and, uh, you know, I, I've... I know a lot about you. I know what you're doing, and you're doing the right thing. And keep your head up. And uh, people are very proud to call you a neighbor and a friend. And tell your friends that some of them get out the phone. Get out the phone. That's the only way we're going to get rid of this one eyed monster. Excellent. Bill, thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Rob. Have a great day. Folks, that was my friend William Toro, I call him Bill, obviously, author of Stealing Summable Death of an Urban City. If you can get a copy of that book, please do so. It's an excellent read. You know, we didn't touch on much because Bill was uh, pressed for time and I didn't want to hold him up. But, you know, he pointed out in the book of corruption of things that you see in movies and you do not hear about in real life. For example, paying to get on a civil service job, such as a firefighter or a police uh, officer. Those things are unheard of in this day and age. And having talked to Bill as much as I have about this, this is still going on in 2020. These are things that amaze me. These are things that call about corruption and why a guy like Donald Trump get into office. These are the things that we have to prevent. These are the reason, this is the reason why we need term limits. Let's face it, one person should not have absolute power. That's just insane. And how the city of Somerville is allowing this to happen, and the people at the state and federal level in the Massachusetts area are allowing this to happen are beyond me. You know, as I said with Bill on the line, Somerville is a very proud town at one time. You know, they had one of the best basket, high school basketball programs in the state. They always competed in baseball. They had a very good education system up at Somerville High. I, when I coached there back in 2003, 
We had a lot of kids that come out of there and have done well. We had a terrific head coach and a guy named Tony Gullah who moved on to other things for his family. And, you know, Kurt Atone, Mayor Kurt Atone was a great coach himself, a very good coach. He has done a lot for the kids of Somerville. Why this has changed and how this has changed is beyond me. Again, you know, if you're out there and you want to reach out, please do so. Co reach out to us at the Unsilent Majority at 617-233-6543 uh, or at coachesquips at gmail.com, coachesquips at gmail.com. Folks, you can always message us if you can't get us live, which is virtually impossible because we, we don't do the show live. But if you can't get us while you're doing the show, you can call me while the show is on and I can answer the call. But us getting it on at the same time is usually very difficult. But ask us the questions. Make the comments. Let us know what's going on out there because this something like this in Somerville should not be happening in this day and age. I'm sorry, folks. It just should not be happening in 2020 when one person is basically controlling a whole city. Somerville, again, is a big city, and 57,000 registered voters and only 13,000 13, people come out to vote. There's something wrong with that. You know, are they in fear of any retribution, as Bill was saying? That, that's sad when you have to think about, do I go out and vote or do I get, you know, do I uh, lose my, you know, property taxes go up and I, I'm at a loss for words and that never happens to me. Or do I have a, you know, something that I, I can't get a permit or does this happen or does that happen? And, you know, I, I don't understand how we sit back and we allow this, especially people that are in position to make change. But it, like I said, it certainly calls for term limits. Not only does it call for term limits, it's almost to the point of they've got to be at a criminal investigation. These things need to be changed. People need to be removed from office. This can't continue. And, you know, if you're sitting back and you don't go out and vote and you put your head down and say it doesn't affect me, well, you're just as complicit as the people that are doing the nonsense or committing the crime. But, again, that was my friend Will, William Toro, again, Bill Toro, Good guy from Somerville, longtime friend of mine. The book is called Stealing Somerville, Death of an Urban City. Please get a copy of it. Read it. Help Bill's cause. Maybe we'll have him on here again, which I hopefully will, and we can talk about his candidacy for mayor. While we're talking about government and corruption and things like that, I wanted to let you know that I was on here last week talking about cyberbullying and how it affected me personally. And I had some friends reach out and uh, Shannon, if you're listening, thank you as always, sweetie, you're the best. And, uh, you know, she reached out personally, some friends of mine, guys that I coach with, and I'm not going to get into the uh, bullying again, but I'm going to talk about briefly what it had done. And the person that caused the bullying, if you will, had gotten so personal with situation with me that it was, Almost like uh, I didn't want to do this anymore. And fortunately enough, for people like Shannon and friends, very good friends, I said, you know, I owe it to them to continue to do this and get this message out because it was personal. But again, we have nonsense going on with COVID every day. We have, no matter what our president does, they're going to pick on it. Now, my girlfriend, significant other, is a Canadian. She lives in Canada. She's from Toronto. She's a terrific young lady, 
uh, one of the brightest people I have ever met. Uh, sharp, very sharp, and she is involved in academics. I'm not going to leave it at that. You don't need to know where she works or anything like that. That's irrelevant. She is so dumbfounded by how we treat our people in politics, especially our president. She lives in Toronto, and of course, Doug Ford is basically her governor, her provincial leader, if you will, governor of the province of Ontario. And a few people that don't know who, who Doug Ford is, his brother was Rob Ford, the mayor of Toronto, a very good guy, unfortunately died too soon to cancer, and he had his own demons, but a fantastic guy who got a lot done for the city of Toronto back in the day. He was the type of politician that you walk in to one of his events, he's standing at the, the bar and you have a drink with him and he becomes a lifelong friend. That's the type of guy Rob Ford is. That's the type of guy his brother Doug Ford is. The point I'm making is she watched, when she was visiting down here, she watched Attorney General Bill Barr in a hearing on TV. She watched how mistreated he was by the Democratic Party and how they basically didn't give him anything to say, give him, didn't give him any time or any chance to answer. And she was dumbfounded. The reason why I bring this up is this is our overall view to outsiders, and I hate to use that term, but outsiders in the rest of the world. This is how they, they view us now. They don't view Donald Trump as a, an enemy. They view the people that are treating him and all other politicians, people in politics, like scum for whatever reason. I mean, she was dumbfounded by the way Attorney General Barr was treated. And what has happened? It goes back to what we've talked about many a times on the Unsilent Majority Coaches Quips about civility and civil discourse and you know, hey, Joe, I, I, I understand your point of view. I don't agree with it, but I respect your point of view. That's what's missing in society. That's why we're having riots in every Democratic-run city in the United States. That's why the President of the United States is, no matter what he does, is the wrong thing. He shut down China. He's a racist. You know, he changed the uh, site over from... Uh, the, the over in Jerusalem, he's an anti-Semite. You know, he doesn't go to a, a gay man, a woman's wedding, and he's a homophobe. You know, wh who wants the job? That's why you have a guy that is losing his marbles. God forgive me for saying that. That's running on the Democratic side. Don't you think that's calculated, folks? Don't you think that this is the this person they're putting in are running? From their side of it, the left side of things, don't you think that's all calculated? Because guys like the, the squad and the guys like uh, Bernie Sanders are going to be pulling the strings. You you really think Kamala Harris is a, the right choice, the top choice to be a vice president of the United States? Yes, she okay, she's an attorney. Great. What is the, that and $2 gets you a cup of coffee? Certainly not at, you know, uh, communist Starbucks, but it gets you a cup of coffee. We won't get on the Starbucks tirade, but that's for another day. If people drink Starbucks, you're out of your mind. But that's, again, for another day. But this is what you're up against. These are the things you're up against. And that's why you got what my pal William Toro mentioned. You got guys like Joe Curtatoni, who is a Democrat, by the way. That was forgo I forgot to mention that. 
I wish I was a professional and knew the better questions to ask, but I'll tell you, I'm going to be on top of it the next time Bill and I talk because I, I have a ton of questions and I, I want to know how a guy like this is still serving as mayor and he's not behind bars. That's insane. Folks, I stole clothing at a store and they wanted me to do 18 months. Think about that. I, law enforcement for 20 years, almost 21 years of my life, coached children, get into a little bit of a problem on my own. I had a, a uh, drug problem, if you will, for lack of a better term. I was hooked on painkillers. So I got caught stealing, absolutely stealing. I got caught stealing clothing at a store and they wanted me to do 18 months. That makes sense? I don't shy away from anything I've done or anything anybody I've taken advantage of or anybody, for lack of a better term, screwed. I don't shy away from anything like that. But they wanted me to do 18 months for something like that. But this guy is taking tens of thousands of dollars from developers and people to get jobs. And it's okay. And we're going to sit back and watch it. And I don't want to hear they're building a case, they're building a case, they're building a case. Because you know what? It doesn't take that long to build a case if you want it to be a case. And it's liberal Massachusetts. And, you know, you folks up in Massachusetts better get your head out of your ass. And God forgive me for saying that. But get your head out of your ass because you better see the forest with the trees before Massachusetts becomes a sanctuary city. And, you know, you lose all the federal benefits that you have. And people stop visiting. What's going on, you know, you, you say it won't, won't happen, but what's going on in New York City right now is a disgrace. Probably the jewel of the United States as far as city goes and economics and things like that. And people don't want anything to do with it. Think about that. Again, if you don't think this can happen to Boston, folks, you're crazy. If you don't think it can happen to any city, you're crazy. Look what's going on now in Pittsburgh. People sitting there having their lunch, being harassed. People walking up, sipping, uh, guzzling their drinks. This is what our, our elderly and you know people that are just minding their own business are up against. We have to become the unsilent majority. We cannot sit back and allow these things to happen. And if you don't think this is a very significant time to get out and vote and vote for Donald Trump, then you are crazy. Because if you think these things are going to change when Joe Biden gets in office, it's going to be worse because there's going to be nobody to stop these people. They want to hire counselors to become police and unfund all these police departments. It's Think about it, folks. This is probably one of the most detrimental times in our nation's history, other than the major wars. As far as politics go, I don't remember a time that was worse or more significant. Because if we don't get out and do what we need to do for this country, we are in trouble. You know, me sitting here on the end of a microphone telling you that means nothing. Look around. Look at what's going on with simple press conferences. And, you know, put the news down for a minute. Look out your own front door. Just see the unhappiness in people and see the struggle in people. And just look around and see what's going on. Because I'll tell you, if you think it's going away, if Joe Biden gets in office, you are out of your mind. You know, I had a friend of mine, yes, I always say a friend of mine, Marty, who refuses to come on. That's a, an argument for another day, but we'll get him on here eventually. He'll get the chutzpah to come on here. But, you know, he keeps telling me about this, that, and the other thing, and he's trying to tell me that 
you know, President Trump after increasing pay and get up, getting up at three in the morning to go out to Dover Air Force Base when a, a poor uh, dead serviceman comes back, he gets up in the middle of the night to go visit and just so he can salute is disparaging uh, comments, using disparaging comments about servicemen. Come on, give me a break. Come on. Yes, he called John McCain certain things. They were political enemies. John McCain was a buffoon. Yes, we should applaud his service to our country. No question about it. I have the utmost respect for that. But John McCain was a buffoon. He was a so-called wannabe Republican. He was no Republican, no friend of the Republican Party. He was a buffoon. And, you know, he had a chance to make history with changing Obamacare, you know, the one that we're going to save money and keep your doctor and all that, the one that has been screwing everybody since then. You know, he had a chance to get rid of it, and he chose not to. That goes to show you his courage in politics. His personal courage is different. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But why I mentioned John McCain is that's the reflection of what's going on. You got a guy down in Washington, D.C., who made billions of dollars, left making billions of dollars to give service to the country, and people want to mock him for it. He's not making any money doing this, folks. He's doing it for change and for change's sake. I watched the Al Smith dinner when the 2016 uh, election was going on, and you know Hillary Clinton standing up there, proud as a peacock, thinking she had the election won, and all those phonies, you know, in the media and whatnot, and even Cardinal Dolan. Give me a break, Cardinal Dolan, a joke, probably a pedophile. Yes, I said that. Probably a pedophile. You ought to be ashamed of what's going on in the church, but that's just a conversation for another day. Get on my little tirade. We need to get out and vote. Vote for Donald Trump. Vote for values, family values. Vote for the person that's going to best represent family values. You folks in Maryland, in the Baltimore area, Kim Klasick is the real deal. Get her in office. Do what you need to do. Get her in office. Clean up Baltimore. It's a disgrace. I'm Rob McIntosh. We're coming to the end of our show. This is the Unsilent Majority. I am certainly the coach, and I always have a few quips. This is the Unsilent Majority. Coaches quips. Do not be afraid to reach out. 617-233-6543. Or email us at coachquips at gmail.com. That's coachesquips at gmail.com. Always my pleasure. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And don't forget to vote.